Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Courtside Soundout Podcast today. I'm Josh Shemanoff. He is the one and only Angel Ortega. A lot to talk about this week. UFC, as always, BKFC, boxing, and much, much more. Before we get into that, I'll talk to you guys about Rogue Energy. Rogue Energy was founded in January 2017 to be the best gaming drink in the world. Built the premium stack of the form of delicious energy and focus drink. It was designed to replace unhealthy can energy drinks, coffee, and even digital pre-workouts. Rogue Energy is sugar-free and is loaded with vitamins, antioxidants, and nootropics. They designed Rogue Energy for the emerging professional competitive gaming market and continues to have fantastic carryover and success in students, athletes, entrepreneurs, and anyone looking to optimize their mental and physical performance. If you want 10% off your order, use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. It's code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. Last Saturday night from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada, Islam Makachev has finally arrived. Uh, obviously, he was hyped up a lot going into this fight against Tiago Moises. We kind of said it in the way in that uh, it was really kind of a showcase fight. He was 19-1. and one. Seemingly, everybody has anointed him, crowned his ass as one of the top lightweights on the planet. But still, this is his first main event, his first real fight against a ranked guy. And damn, he showed out, completely dominating Tiago Moises and eventually getting the submission in round number four. Angel, my man. Uh, not really the most surprising result. But did Makachev sort of live up to the hype in the way that you kind of expected and sort of uh, dominating the fashion that you kind of expected going in? I mean, you know, there was nothing to impress me. You know what I mean? Like, we knew what needed to happen in this fight. Uh, I think, if anything, in a lot of people's eyes who, like, already knew what he was, it it was more surprising that it wasn't any sooner of a finish. He almost had Mm -hmm. it there at the end where he had, was an arm bar third round? Might be wrong. Third or fourth round, third third or second round. I don't remember right now at the top of my head. Mm. But in some capacity, like it's just the fact that we knew. You know what I mean? Nothing new here. We just need to keep seeing him get in another main event with another big name and just being like, hey, I'm here. Like, you know, get me to that title shot quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, for what it's for what it's worth, I mean, I wasn't that particularly surprised. I thought Tiago actually had. I don't know, man. I I was kind of impressed with him too. I mean, he looked like he looked like a good kid in there. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those scrambles were fun. I thought whenever Tiago actually threw his hands, he looked fine. He had some pop in his punches. He had some good speed. Um, but at the same time, man, was not surprised at all. Islam Makachev, he he got the win in kind of the way that we expected. Did this fight change your perception of him at all? I mean, we kind of knew going in that he's kind of. People are calling him a more complete Habib. Everybody's kind of hyping him up. Like I said, they're kind of, I mean, they're kind of crowning him in a way as like kind of that next future champion. Uh, and yet he's still not faced anybody in the top 14 in the division. I mean, what, what are your kind of thoughts on that? He's now officially ranked number five. I mean, did he impress? Like, like I tell you, it's, it's, it's nothing. I'm not impressed by anything yet. Like the skills are there, but once he beats like that really well established, like name, Mm-hmm. Like a, a Justin Gaethje, a, a Dustin Poirier, eventually if he finds himself in the position of Charles Oliveira, even a Benil Daryush, uh, like those those kind of like top echelon names, because I feel like there's the guys. Let me let me pull up the rankings real quick. Above him, he can all he can be pretty much all of them, but like 
it comes with a lot of uh of kind of things you can point out from each guy obviously tony like hasn't looked very you know good in his last few fights so it's kind of he's a lot older now so it's kind of like well it's like that makes sense if he's the next big thing he should beat that guy uh on top of that uh who else does you know the the rda i feel like he should be able to beat rda he's number five now holy i didn't know he jumped up the rankings that i know much. okay so yeah they really they're really pushing him so it's like yeah he, he, i feel like he should be an rda because you know the whole wrestling thing rda versus wrestlers dan hooker like I mean, once again i feel like that's a guy you should be able to beat i know i'm pointing down guys there i guess now or below mm-hmm. uh Gregor Gillespie, i think it's an interesting matchup uh i think that's a guy who could give him some trouble Obviously, with the guys above him, though, those are the guys who are very, very well, very well rendered, just like him. So that's that's what I'm saying. I, it's like I feel like he, he's going to beat all these guys leading up. It's just like once he gets to number four and up, that's when I'll be even more impressed. Like, okay, yeah, but it, it is the fact we all know he's a prospect. We all know his potential. It's just like we just need to see him get in those big name fights, mm-hmm. which is going to be a little while, I think. Fair enough. And as far as big name fights, I mean, what kind of fight? I mean, Dana said in the post fight that Benil Daryush might be next. Is that a fight that you personally would like to see as like with the next logical progression? I mean, it makes sense. But damn, Benil, that's a that's a tough out for Benil, too. You know what I mean? Especially after having to build his way up so long. But hey, you know, it's this is how you got to do it. Right. If he comes out here and beats Islam Makachev, what is what a statement, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, as Islam beats uh, Benil, it's it's like, well, I beat number the guy above me, who's coming off all this this big win streak. But at the same time, Benil is kind of just getting into those bigger names as well. So it's kind of a a, a kind of a, a weird spot because he, he doesn't have like the Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier name, you know, under his belt. Mm-hmm. And it's no disrespect to, to to Carlos Diego Herrera and uh, and Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson was kind of his first big name, but it's like we've seen the natural progression of tony ferguson's careers right now where it's kind of like well do we value the tony name as much now as we did you know maybe a few years ago Mm -hmm. yeah i mean look as far as i personally don't want to see the benil dirish fight next because i'm biased and i i I honestly believe that i mean the way they're kind of pushing him now they put him to number five so it doesn't really matter what i think um because it's pretty clear the next fight Islam has if he wins that he's getting a title shot they've kind of positioned him as the successor to Habib and they're already trying to do it I mean Daniel Cormier Brendan Schaub a lot of these MMA talking heads are already kind of pushing him it's like oh yeah he's he's like Habib but better and like I don't I don't agree with that shit at all but um they've kind also, of positioned- also two very different yeah. styles you know yeah I mean look Habib Habib is very much a more he he's gonna smash you and Islam has less of kind of a fan friendly style and that's just me personally Mm-hmm. Um, he's way more willing to just stay on top and do nothing and eventually sort of slowly get into position to potentially finish that fight. Whereas he Habib, submissions, it, he does have good submissions, but like, you know, you know the, what I'm saying? He's a lot more safe mm-hmm. and he kind of developed that style mainly because he got knocked the fuck out by Adriana Martinez a couple of years ago and it's working for him. Um, personally, I like to see the RDA fight next just because like, that fight, they got history. That fight was booked, I believe, two times, and Makachev pulled out twice. They gotta um, make it happen, right? I think they do. I mean, RDA called him out, and I think um, they're they're gonna try and do the Benil Darius fight, which I don't like just because Benny worked so hard, man, to get into like he's he's beaten more ranked guys than Makachev, and it's just 
I don't know. I I like to see him actually get like a big name fight rather than be the guy that gets fed to Islam. I think if they're going to do a fight, it should be RDH because they have the past. RDH is coming off a great win over Paul Felder. Um, he's looked good. He looked really, really good da- back down at 155. And, you know, if, if he beats him, then awesome. Um, but I don't know. I just I, – I'm not a fan of the of the crowning him beforehand, um, which I've, I've been very vocal about because I'm like, we got to wait and see, man. I really think we got to wait and see. Um but that being said, man, he did look very, very good against Tiago Moises. Not trying to take anything away from the performance. I hyped Tiago a lot going in. I'm a big fan of that kid. Um, but moving on down to the co-main, man. This one wasn't even close. Uh, Misha Tate coming back after five years off, taking on Marion Renault and Marion's retirement fight. Yes, Marion Renault is 44. Yes, she had lost four fights in a row going in, but she was still ranked number 12 in as one of the, in the division, one of the greatest women bantamweights on the planet, Misha Tate look, made it look easy, getting the finish in the third round. Man, what are your thoughts on her performance, and what is your kind of thoughts on her stock moving forward as a potential you know title challenger back at 135? I mean, she has to build her way up. Um, that's I think that's the smart idea. Obviously, she beat someone she should have. Afterwards, a lot of people were, I, I saw well, I shouldn't say a lot of people. A lot of people were like, well, you know, it's. Uh, you know, of course she beat her. She had, she should have beat her. They, you know, they they set it up perfectly for her. But I'm like, yeah, that's what they probably should have done because we've seen a lot of guys come back and uh, not get set up with a fight that could appropriately gauge where they're at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which you know, tune-ups and all that. You know, you could say whatever, but you know, I think this was a good way to for her to kind of like settle back in. You know, with a girl who hadn't been fin- she hadn't been finished before this, right? Ever in her career? No. So there you go, that as well, and uh, that way she was able to slot into the rank is a little lower, but she ended up an eight, which I'm like that's that's higher once again one higher than what I thought. Uh, but you know she she could beat a lot of the girls but below her too, and and above her that's when it gets a little harder. But uh, you know I I think she has she has a lot to work on still, and she's gonna keep growing and get better. I think you got to give her time because I feel like a lot of people afterwards were like they kind of want to see her in a harder fight, but it's like it didn't make sense to have her in a harder fight. Like, why the hell mm-hmm. would you want her in a harder fight right now as she's coming back to the sport, you know? Mm-hmm. So let her, you know, she got done. She got, you know, finished her fight pretty well. Looked pretty unscathed. No, I'm assuming no heavy damage. Um, obviously, a lot of times you, you know, some maybe there was some micro, you know, small injury in there that happened and. She's going to have to be out or whatever. I don't know. I hope not, right? And mm-hmm. I really hope that maybe potentially at some point later this year we see her again with another ranked opponent, uh, another one that, that uh, you know, can help her build her way up and get used to, you know, the routine and everything again. Mm-hmm. And, and and look, man, I mean, people say, oh, yeah, she should have beat her. But, like, there's no gimme fight when you're coming back for five years off having two kids and coming – and she was – People forget she had lost two fights back to back before that against Raquel Pennington and Amanda Nunes, and she got smashed in both those. Raquel 30-27er, and Nunes knocked, I mean, beat the shit out of her, honestly, um, and knocked her, broke her nose, submitted her. It was it was brutal. People forgot how brutal that finish was, man. Um, so for her to come back from that, take five years off, have literally two kids in the meantime, I don't care if you're facing fucking Owen. Like a girl who's 0-3 or something. That's going to be tough to get in there just to get your bearings again. 
uh, but she showed no signs of ring rust. Me personally, man, I'd like to see a Holly Holm fight next. Um, just because they both said they won it, and Misha, was, Misha even talked about the press conference. She, somebody asked her a question about respectfully, all these girls can get it. And I'm like, oh shit, like she she's back, man. She's ready for the belt. Uh, and I, obviously, divisions Nunez. I mean, there's there's no real competition. I mean, I don't want to spoil our predictions for two weeks from now with the pay per view, but the new Nunez rules the division. She's not losing until she really, honestly, she's not losing until she retires, probably. Um, or somebody completely unforeseen rises up. That's that's pretty much the case. I think Misha could possibly be the second best woman that did the division. Obviously, we still have a ways to go before we find out that, uh, before we actually see how good she truly is, because beating Marion Renault is a good step in that process, but we still have to see her tested. I think the next big test will be a Holly Home 5, personally. Mm-hmm. But um, at the end of the day, dude, great return for her. She's back into the rankings now. She's sitting at number eight. As far as the rest of the card goes, man, what are some of the fights you want to go in and highlight? And you got to go down one, man. Uh, Jeremy Stevens getting submitted in the first round. I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were your thoughts on that as well? Because I, it was so quick. I did, I missed it actually. Like I, I went into the kitchen to grab something, and they're like, "Dude, he just submitted him." I'm like, "What? You're playing, dude. dude Gamrot is a bad man, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, he got to the UFC. He lost his, he lost his O in his first fight against a guy." In, in Karam, who doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Um, Same. And I thought that was a fight he got robbed in. And ever since then, he's been on a warpath, bro. He knocked the hell out of Scott Holtzman. Um, and then he's Jeremy Stevens' fastest submission, fastest Kimura submission in UFC history, literally a minute in. And yeah, Jeremy Stevens has not been very good lately. But I also think like his losses are like they're kind of deceiving in a way. You know what I mean? Like he lost to Jose Aldo, but I mean he. Everybody lose to Jose Aldo at like at featherweight. Um, he lost as a beat, but like that fight was really, really close, especially down the stretch. He got the finish. He got eye poked by Yair. Then he had a close fight with Yair. There was a fight of the night. Then he lost to Calvin Cater, but you know, he was winning that fight up until he got Boston bombed. And, you know, so going man. in, it was like, you know, I could kind of see him pulling off the win here, man. Like he just had a rough streak. He's had, I mean, he's had a couple of mistakes and that ultimately led to where Murray is at. Hell no, man. Gomrot wasting no time, bro. I mean, that was impressive as fuck. Dude, what is it called? I wonder who they're going to give him, because there's a lot of guys at 155 who are fucking good, dude, who are in rank. Like, I'm going to start naming some off real quick here for you. Mm-hmm. Marco Madsen, Joel Alvarez. Uh, here we go. Who else do we have in here? I just saw Nasrat Habcrest, right? Demir Azamagul. Azeev, yeah. Uh, like, these are guys, and uh, Grant Dawson. You know, like all these guys are outside of the 15, and then obviously Gamera, who we just saw. I wonder who they're going to give him because they're not going to, I don't know if they'll give him someone ranked next or someone just outside of their rankings. And then Armand just broke into the rankings. Russian guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, what are they going to do, man? Like, they have, they're like the way, the lightweight division is fucking packed right now. I don't know, man. I don't think they're going to give him somebody ranked, uh, like, right, not right now. I think they're going to give him another one before we fight somebody ranked. But, man, lightweight is just, I mean, I feel like we always say this, but lightweight is such a damn good division, bro, man. I mean, like, honestly, just look at that That top 15 is just full of murderers. And it's then that's not even the unranked guys. So it's just, it's crazy. It's going to get better. 
You know, iron sharpens iron, so, you know, the best guy who rules that division for a while is going to be uh, real good. Yeah, I mean, I don't want I don't want to – this is slightly off topic, man, but, like, 155 is so fun right now. I Like, you know who's a big big guy that people are sleeping on, bro? Oh. Armand Sarukian, bro. This is bringing it back to the main well, I, event. Well, I just said his name, yeah. Uh, but bring it back to, to – Yeah, bring it back, like, just back to the main event, really, dude. I mean, he he gave he gave Makachev hell. Like that was a really really close fight, man. He's won every fight since then. He's a young kid. He only got into MMA. Like his MMA was like his side thing. He was training to like play hockey professionally. That's gonna. And cool. he still hasn't given up on that dream. He still plays. Like it's just but like really? in like yeah, like he still plays like regionally. That like his big thing was hockey, bro. And then. He just so happens to be a fucking badass in MMA. So like, I mean, you see the guy though. He's fucking. He looks like a statue, dude. Like the way he's built. Like it does. It look like someone created that, handmade. You yeah. know, it doesn't look real. Yeah, man. I mean, he's just he's just a beast, bro. Like I, I love that kid. Like that's slightly off topic, but like, damn, man. Um, but as far as the rest of the card goes, outside of Gamrot's win, what are some of the other fights you want to go and highlight? As far as as far as recapping. Uh, dude, Rodolfo Vieira, third round late submission. He gassed out once again, but was able to get it somehow. Do you think he should move up to 205 or just like cut, like actually get rid of some weight? Some I truly don't even. He truly doesn't even look that big at 185 to me. Like maybe it's just me, but he does not even look that big, which is like I wonder how he's gassing out so quickly. Like, does he look he that carries, big to you? He carries a lot of mass, dude. He's like, it's, it's, he's really like pebbly, you know, like a, like a rock, you know, like it does, he's maybe yeah. not like those guy who comes in and looks like crazy to find, but his muscles are big. Like, he is very, I think muscular. it's worth a shot because this is, he's gassed terribly twice in a row now. Oh, yeah. And I need to go back and watch, I mean, really, his other fights were finished super quickly, so it didn't really matter, but like, yeah, I'm pretty it, sure he just rough. shot like double leg and like got him down, and it was a quick submission after that. Yeah, man, it's 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 rough. It's really yeah. rough. Yeah, yeah. Even when he was an ACB first round, first round, first round, when he made his debut, second round, and then first round, and then he obviously had that loss against a uh, fluffy Hernandez in the second round where he got submitted. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, yeah, man, he should he should consider it. I think like there's only so many times you keep on gassing out before like. It, it becomes like a massive problem. Like even if you're winning, like it's still it's still a bad look. Um, especially whenever it's like if it's honestly if it's like heavyweight, we kind of give you a pass. But like when so you're the one division, you can get away with it, dude. Exactly. When you're at 185, bro, it's like it's a bad look whenever you're dead tired five minutes in. Yeah. But no. you know it is what it is, man. As far as the rest of the card goes, D Rod picking up a nice win, like. That's a guy that, like, I'm surprised has not broken to the rankings yet. Like, he he's looked phenomenal. His one loss was to Nicholas Dalby in a fight I thought he won. Do you um, think his next opponent will be ranked? Uh, he It should be. I mean, he should be facing a ranked guy, bro. He really should. Who would you uh, like him to see him fight? That's a good That's a good ask question. Um, I mean, look, 170 is in a really weird position, but maybe, maybe Ponzinibbio, maybe. Uh, that wouldn't be bad. That'd be a banger. Don't they have Ponzinibbio's next fight scheduled? I don't think so. Who's he going to fight? I thought there were some rumors about him fighting someone. I thought I maybe heard Jeff. I could be wrong. I could be just talking out of my ass right now. 
I think you are. <laughs> I think I could have sworn there was. I could have I could have sworn he had there was some talks of him getting into the next fight. I hope I don't know if I don't know if he'll fight this year again. I mean, he fought twice this year. Granted, though, I would like to see him fight another time. Yeah, for sure. He's just surprisingly he's he's an active guy for sure as well. Um, you get back quick though after that night. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as other fights, man, Malcolm Gordon picking up a nice win. Uh, he was a massive underdog against Francisco Figueroa, but didn't really matter. Uh, Amanda Limos. Now I will say stoppage was terrible on this. Um, yeah, it was, I can agree. It was it rough. was a classic. It was a classic women's MMA stoppage. Like if that makes any sense. I feel like sometimes women may it's either two avenues, right? Because it's so. I mean, this uh, this can be bad. This is backed up by facts. It's not sexism. Like generally speaking, on a much like higher rate of time, women MMA fights go to a decision. It's it happens way more often. It's, it's even less so that it's knockouts that happen. God, so either, Josh, you sexist pig. No, no, it's it's this is I'm factually meaning. correct. This is facts. Fact, <laughs> facts don't care about your feelings, bro. Um, but the point that I'm making here is, um, <laughs> um, is that whenever MMA fight women MMA fighters tend to like have like a stoppage or it gets close, I feel like this, they either stop it way too soon. Or they just let them get the shit kicked out of them. Like, there's no one. <laughs> Whoa, between. Mario Yamasaki, chill. Yeah, that's bro. exactly what I'm saying, dude. But that's not even the only one. Like, like it, <laughs> is there another worse one that I can't think of? I mean, that's just the most memorable one. Um, Aspen Lad beat the shit out of Yanakuniskaya for a I while. I saw that the other day. I think I might have seen that actually, like picture of her. Like, was she like on top of her pounding her? Yes. Yes, I think I did see that the other day. I mean, that happened for a while. I mean. Um, earlier, I just mentioned it. Misha Tate got annihilated by Amanda Nunez. Like Nunez got the submission, but even then, that you, was after. You know what? You know what I think it is. I think it might be like it's like uh, like inherently there's some sort of like how do I put it like gender thing where it's like, like oh a gender bias. Yeah, where it's like I need to save her and get her out of there. You know. I wonder like, I if that's yeah. I wonder you know if that's saying, it. though, right? But then at the same time, they don't want to stop it so quick because they don't want to be like. What the fuck, man? You know. Well, I'll, for, as for the as for the the fight with Montserrat Ruiz, Amanda Limos, this was a pretty fucking terrible one. Like it, this is a really bad early stoppage. I was so um, confused. I was like, what? I mean, what? She she got knocked down once and then the fight was over. And she was she was up instantly. Before, and while Limos was was on the ground because Limos slipped. Like in in Ruiz was the first up first. And did you see? Please tell me you saw the clip. Of like in like uh I don't remember who the referee was. The referee was talking to Ruiz like during like right afterwards and like he was holding her hand. He's like they're gonna do the whole thing where like he holds the official announcement, right? Please mm-hmm. tell me you saw the clip of Montreal Ruiz just looking him up and down, like just completely disgusted. Yeah, but I, I did, and that's and I like I I follow her coach and all that, so she it looks like yeah. she was dealing pretty with it pretty well. Because obviously you know she knows what happened and. Not to take anything away from Natalie, because she did look good with her striking at a distance and all that, right? You know, we don't know what would have happened. We don't know if yeah. Montserrat whatever would have gone in and got the takedown or, you know, whatever happens. But that girl's talented too. Let me. She has power too for a little. Like, yeah. Like, little, she has like that rose build where she's a little longer and lengthier. She even has like kind of like the same little kind of striking thing, you know, soak her around, kind of heavy movement. I'm not saying she's yeah. just like Rose, but kind of like in that essence of kind of a little similarity there. Hmm. 
Yeah, man. Montserrat Ruiz, she's still my girl, though. I'm just, I'm just saying it. I'm, I'm, I'm still, still on the hype train, bro. That, that. <laughs> she is small. I do think if they had an atom weight division, she fit very well in there. She is very small for the division. She's like five foot barely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And atom weights are like generally around there, right? Like five two and down. Yeah. It sucks. She'll be back though. That she, she, she's still a big fan of her. Um, but as far as the rest of the card, man. I mean, it, it, it was it was all right. It was all right. I mean, we Billy Quarantillo got a nice win against Gabriel Benitez. That was the fight of the night by far. Um, as far as it goes, I, that's pretty much all there was for that one, for that for that card. However, Angel, we got a we got a really really big fight happening Saturday, yes. and I feel like it's it, it's flying under the radar to an extent. I feel like I have not seen as much hype on it as there should be, in my opinion. Um, but nonetheless, man, let's crack into it. UFC Vegas 32 question mark. I think that's I think that's it. UFC Vegas 32. At this point, they don't they don't number this shit um, like they used to. I know it's um, breaking. I feel like they I'm should, the though. only one who keeps track. <laughs> so what is it technically now? Yeah, it's according to Wikipedia, it's UFC on ESPN 27. Oh, because it's on ESPN? Yeah, because they're on ESPN now. I forgot. Yeah, and because they're in Vegas all the time, they don't count them anymore, but they used to be... If if we're going by what it is normally, it's UFC Vegas 32. But, you know, regardless, number talk. I'm sure that's why you guys are all here. Um, Corey, Corey Sandhagen, one of the greatest bantamweights on the planet, ranked number two in the division, 29 years young, and he is just hitting his prime, coming off of back-to-back knockout wins against Frank Edgar, Marlon Marais. His only loss in the UFC is to the champion, Aljamain Sterling, via submission. Yeah, I did just not hear you say that. I was kidding. <laughs> He's the champ. Love him or hate him. The paper he- champ. It doesn't matter. Pierre hey, should not have thrown the, the fake mice. You will never, you will never get me to break on this. It's Piotr's fault. He should have never thrown the. Oh, name. I never said he wasn't though. I, like, but, I, the, but, the, but you play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. He should not have. Yeah, whatever. Interim title. It should be an interim title right now. Corey Sanhagen versus Piotr. Whoever wins this fight gets an interim title with Piotr. Why would there be an interim title? They just fought back. Because Aljamain's not going to fight because he had neck surgery. Aljamain, that fight just got booked. They're fighting. They're fighting in October. Oh, are they really? Let's see if yeah. Aljamain doesn't pull out. March to October is not a bad time frame. That's seven months. Josh, that's a long time for me. That's a long time for you, but like we've seen a lot worse. How there was looking. never an interim title in Stipe's title reign is beyond me. Fuck, he should have been. <laughs> but no, Francis is champ for fucking six weeks, and we get... <laughs> and we get it in. Dude, you're not even wrong. What the fuck? I mean, I'm hyped for it, but, like, it's happened. Anyways, guys. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I do want to see something to be continue. Can I just say, this is card is littered with people who I didn't think would meet at this point in their careers. Like who? Uh, Macy Barr and Miranda Maverick. I didn't think they'd meet right now when they were this young. Even though they're both really young, but you know what I yeah. mean. I thought they mean more down the line. We'll get into that fight in a minute, but <laughs> well, I want to talk about that one. That was an yeah. example, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That's that's one of them. Yeah, but as far as the main event, man, like I said, his only loss is the champ Aljamain Sterling. Um, he's fourteen and two. He's second ranked in the world, and he's taking on the returning snake T.J. Dillashaw. He's been gone for two and a half years. Due to testing positive for the EPO, um, heads, heads, you know, um, UFC's done a whole redemption story about how he's coming back and how he's making his big return, you know, which 
feels a little bit slime ballish, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> TJ is one of the greatest bantamweights of all time. I mean, we'll see how he looks on Saturday, but he, for <laughs> but um, he was one of the greatest bantamweights of all time, man. I mean, wins over Henan Varau twice, Cody Garbrandt twice, Rafael Sunsau, John Lineker, so on and so forth, man. Um, I really only have him second to Dom Cruz. Um, and like I said, he is making his band return. He hasn't fought a bantamweight in actually almost three years because obviously he moved down to fight Cejudo at 125. Um, so this is his first fight back at bantamweight in three years, man. There's so many question marks going into this. Like it's it's pretty insane. Like how many unknowns are going into this man? But shit, what 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 are you thinking as far as like what are your expectations for DJ Jillshaw's comeback and who you got in the main event? You know, the, the, it, the issue with anybody who's returning like this, there's always a lot of questions, right? We don't know how they're going to be, what they've experienced. And obviously with TJ, sadly, because of his suspension, and I know a lot of people don't want to bring it up, but sadly because of his suspension and what it was for, obviously EPO, which is, you know, mainly for his endurance, right? That's what fucking cyclists used in the <laughs> Tour de France to stay in. Yeah. So, uh I guess he gave a, a quick shot to our boy Lance out there. I got some <laughs> <laughs> uh so obviously and tj is one of those guys who had like good pressure lady on or later on too on those fourth fifth championship rounds you know like could just like instantly start going in hard you know like that so obviously that's a big that's gonna be a big question like if tj comes back and like he doesn't have like that same kind of build up granted also age time ring rust like that that's like that's what i'm saying for me the big issue with this there's a lot of question marks because of all these other things that make him good that are also related to him being gone and then the usage of the EPO. Uh, it, it, it's it's very hard for me to pick TJ because I don't know what to expect from TJ. And it's I, I and normally if this was like TJ, I'd been fighting regularly right now and he's, and he's meeting up with Corey, I'd be like, I tell you, Corey's a good prospect. He's he's shown good improvement and growth in his game. But you know, TJ is one of the best ever doing in his division. But for me right now, since I have all these question marks and I don't know and I don't have all these answers, I'm gonna pick Corey. I'm gonna pick Corey Sandhagen, Josh. Look, man, I mean, that's a nice pick, bro. Like I don't blame you. This is about as 50 50 for a fight. Oh shit! I already know what you're gonna say, Josh. I don't even need you to tell me. You you know what I'm gonna say? Yeah. What am I gonna say? Just say it. Say it. I just want to hear you say it, Josh. I'm not. I gotta. I gotta do the whole breakdown though. <laughs> do your breakdown, but when you, you all, know, just, all right, fine. Hey, Look, hey, so we've thing. had more unknowns to this fight than a lot that we've had this year. It's about a 50-50 is a fight I think we've had on this show in quite some time. I feel like I say that every single month, but for this Same. month, it's true. Um, for this fight, it's true, man. I mean, look, you got a guy who coming two two years off. I mean, he's 35. At the age of 35, man, you never see anybody have any success. Like, I'd honestly say past that age because because bantamweight, it's a young division. These dudes are young. They're fast. The older you get, the worse it is. I mean, it's just – it's hard to imagine a guy coming back after two years off. It's his first time fighting, and and we're seeing him come off of, like, a drug test suspension. This is not some tainted supplements either. I mean that like in TJ, I mean, I watched his, his, uh, they made the whole documentary about it. Like, so, you know, I took, I took something, I took a pill that I know I shouldn't have taken. Like EPO is literally only injected. That's how EPO is. Um, he literally like, there's no, there's no tainted supplement here. He stuck a needle in his body and into the EPO. 
Um, there's no bullshitting around that fact. We don't know how he's going to look coming off of all that. He noticeably looked softer at the weigh-ins. Like, he didn't, like he still looks good, but, like, compared to, like, his last fight, you know what I mean? Hey, man, he's um, off, bro. He's been off for a while. He's Go been on. off for a while. I'm still taking TJ Dillashaw. Oh, shit. The decision. I think Corey Sandhagen has legitimately... Well, just you and, fucking wait, Josh. Just you wait for Corey Sandman Sandhagen to get that fourth-round submission hate, on... T- I that hate fourth it. Ra- fourth-round submission on TJ Dillashaw. I hate it. I hate that I'm picking DJ Dillashaw right now. I legitimately... I despise the fact that I'm doing... But Josh, this. you know you want it. You know you want it. Because you you can't wait to the for the buff to come out and yell out, TJ Dillashaw! And TJ... That's why you want it, Josh. That's why you want it. No, I don't want it. I don't want. It. I don't like T.J. Dillashaw. I think T.J. Dillashaw is a dick. I think that he cheated. I think the fact that. I think the fact that like he is. Let's talk about this for a moment. I think the fact that the UFC is like proclaiming like his big comeback and they're promoting it and like they did a whole sob story documentary like he got injured or some shit. No, he injected EPO into his fucking body. And, like, the only reason they caught it, and, like, you saw they did, because you saw it as just a bunch of, like, you saw it as bullshit anyway. They went back, and they tested it, and they're like, oh, yeah, we didn't find anything in, in his previous test results. You didn't find it in the first test results. The New York, the New York State Athletic Commission was the only ones who caught T.J. Dillashaw. You saw it, it just sucks. Like, they didn't catch him. New York caught him. Like, it's just, so them going back and finding, like, they, they didn't find anything in TJ's previous supplements. No, like, I'm sure they didn't. He was probably on it then, too. And he was cheating. And, like, and it's one thing to cheat in, like, basketball or baseball. I think baseball cheating should be encouraged. If you're not on steroids, you're, you you don't care about the fans. <laughs> you just don't care. Um, but, look, in MMA, dude, I mean, you're going in there to knock out your opponent, to do serious physical harm. Right. I love I love the baseball con, by the way. I can't get over that. It's true. I mean, I mean But what about pro wrestling, Josh? <laughs> pro wrestling, if you're if you're not cheating, then you I mean it's just, just if you're not on steroids, you don't care. No, but like <laughs> in MMA it's different, dude. Like you're going in there and it's like I've told I've said my position on this has been firm every single time that we brought it up in the show. If this is if this is like a position where like there's no drug testing, that's fine because then everybody's gonna be on it. Then it's an even playing field to an extent. You know what well, I mean? Like because everybody's on it. Yeah. It's like it's like Mono Warfare 2 back in the day. Every gun, every gun is still broken. It's perfectly even. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like in in right now, whenever there's drug testing and people are clean and you're still skirting around and cheating, that makes you kind of an asshole. And I think TJ Dillashaw is kind of an asshole. And I think the fact they're doing this whole redemption angle is really stupid and kind of fucked up. Like. Like they showed like his like how they showed like his family reacting like his coaches reacting. I'm like, I don't Wait, give a shit. I w- did you watch? The, do you have the was it Fight Pass? Isn't that where they had the documentary on? Yeah. Did you actually get to see it? What, what was it called again? Redemption. I don't remember what what exactly what it was called the documentary, but they ju- they just recently put it up like within the last month or so. Did you watch it? I did. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so how was the reaction of the people? Because like, I wanted they, to they watch showed, it. They showed I was him getting the phone call. You. They oh, shit, him. they had that? They had that footage? Yeah. Give, give me the whole quick breakdown on, on his reaction, how he looked. Like, he was like, fuck. Like, he looked, like, me. devastated. And, like, they, they like he was like, you know what? I'm I'm sorry to my, my team, my family, my coaches. I like, remember the video. I remember the video on YouTube. I remember that got a lot of views, him sitting down with his broken arm or whatever. Yeah, it was and he was saying, it's like, I don't give a flying fuck that you've, like, why are we interviewing his fucking head coach who probably knew he was on steroids? Why do I care? 
I care more about Hendon and Burrell, who took like 400 strikes from fucking cheating TJ. Well, apparent, apparently no one knew. Or, or, or I, I care more about Cody Garbrandt, who got knocked the fuck out twice by a guy who was on all the supplements. What a nice combination. I care more about yes. what those guys had to go through. No, you're but right. I don't know. I, I do think he's going to win, though, just because I think, like, skill set-wise, even if he's half of what he used to be, I mean, Cordy Sandhagen has terrible takedown defense. Really, really bad. And I truly think that, like, TJ's just probably going to go in there and grind on him for the next five rounds. Like, I I think that's probably what's going to happen. Is it possible Cordy's going to get the knockout? 100%. Just because... Corey, dude, that kid, he's he's figured out something, man. He flipped the switch after the Aljo loss. He really His did. His knockouts have been highlights, too, dude. It's not like he's really been, like, And TJ's coming off a knockout, too. Like, that's a really big deal. I mean, he he's coming well, off two of years, two years, though. Two, it's been two years. Like, he's healed, you know? It's been, it's been two years, but, like, sometimes... And it was dudes, a different just, weight class. Yeah, but still, like, they get... Some dudes get their chin cracked, and they just never come back. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Cejudo... Cejudo knocked him out. Garbrandt, I mean, Garbrandt knocked him down in two fights. Has like, TJ had any, like, severe damage, though, outside of that? Uh, you know, I mean, let me, I mean, let me look back real quick. Did, did he get knocked out by a Sun Tzu? No, that, no, that, so Sun Tzu beat him by decision. Okay. It was a fight of the night, but he didn't take much damage. Cruz beat him by decision, but he didn't take much damage. Really the only damage, I mean, oh, you know who knocked him out? John Dodson knocked him the fuck out. I was out. about to say, I know someone knocked him out. I couldn't think of who it was. But John Dodson, but that was years ago. Shout out John Dodson, That was years ago. Shout out John Dodson. But yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm going to take TJ. I don't like it. Um, I This is very, very 50-50. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Colleen event, man. Very interesting fight. We got two ranked bantamweights, more on the back end. I mean, Well, form, former flyweight, now a bantamweight. Yeah, I was about to say that, yeah. Um, former flyweight moving up to bantamweight, still ranked in the top 15 though. Kyler Phillips ranked number 14, nine and one great prospect coming off of a great win over Song Yadong, who was looking like honestly, one of the best prospects in the division before that, um, taking on Rulon Pavia. I've been very notable saying this kid, he's one of my boys, Angel Rulon Pavia, one of my boys. Well, too bad your boy is losing. Uh, I'm calling, I'm picking Kyler Phillips. You're not even doing the preview. You're not even doing the breakdown, are you? I mean, I could do the breakdown real quick. I mean, Kyler, good guy. Obviously, traditionally, if I believe, if I believe so, right, traditionally came from a wrestling background. Hasn't fucking used it, really. Uh, now using his striking mainly, which is kind of like, okay, do your thing, my guy. But it's working, so why am I complaining? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, I've, I've been notable saying Roland Pavia. I talked about this last time we actually hung out. I was like, we have our boys. Pavia is one of my boys. He's one of the rare flyweights who actually finishes fights. So I'm, I'm a big – I mean, honestly, like, if you look at, like, his record, um, he has 13 decisions out of 20 fights. That doesn't seem like – they're like, Josh, what are you talking about? Look at his, like, his last few fights, bro. Decision, knockout, decision, decision, knockout, submission, submission. Like, he, he's, he's been working in the finishes. He's been working on that. Um, and I'm a big fan of him. I do think this is Kyler Phillips' night, though, man. I really think this is a guy who has a lot of potential in this division. They're both two young guys. They're both 25 and 26. Um, but I am – I'm really high on Kyler Phillips. I really, really am, especially after that Song Yudong win because I am I was huge on Song Yudong, you know. Um, but I do think it's going to be Kyler Phillips' night. I think this is like – it sucks that the Aspen Lad fight fell out, but this is a great showcase for these two dudes, honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
definitely. No, yeah, I agree completely. He did suck that fight fell out. Which is weird, though, with rankings, though, because Aspen was way above Macy, which I thought that was weird that they set that up. But I guess they thought Macy deserved it, so I can't hate. Yeah, but as far as the rest of the card goes, I mean, we got to... I said we want to talk about this fight. We can go ahead and bump it down. We'll go past Darren Elkins, Derek Minner, which not a lot to preview there. Should be a really fun fight, though. Really, really fun fight, that one should be. Um, but Miranda Maverick, Macy Barber, this one, I'd say probably one of the most hyped-up fights in the card. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. Um, obviously, both two women, uh, 23 and 24, both ranked in the bottom half of flyweight. One of them is coming off back-to-back losses. The other one is coming off of you know back-to-back wins in the UFC. Um you mentioned how like both these are two fighters that you did not expect to see like this early. Like, what are your, what are some of the fo- thoughts on like the fight as a whole? I mean, you know, it's it's obviously and and obviously it happens all the time. You know, the ones who you know hit that big level will meet early on and then meet again later on, right? Obviously, I shouldn't really say that it's a surprise because it, it happens, but uh, I just didn't expect this specific matchup, and it's a hard matchup for Macy too. Uh, not to get crazy into it right now, especially after coming up, uh, uh, coming back with two back-to-back losses. Granted, though, you know the Roxanne Montevarey loss. I mean, I they they had her as a massive favorite, but I'm like, Roxy has a lot of experience looking back at it, and obviously Alex Grosso with her improved uh, ground game, which obviously showing a lot of growth there. And now they put her in with another young, hungry girl, a Miranda Maverick. I mean, it's it's a tough fight for Macy, man. Macy's 23 years old. I mean, she has her whole career ahead of her. I mean, it's not over if she loses here, but that will be three losses in a row. Uh, you know, this is this is an important one for her, I think, at least to, to build her confidence. Obviously, if Miranda loses here, okay. But she, you know, she, she's coming off the Jillian Robertson win, which was a good one. Obviously, her other win or, uh, late last year, which um, that was in Abu Dhabi. That was the Habib Gaethje card. Obviously, obviously, her fight before that was Pearl Gonzalez, so she was she, she was really building her way up. You know, she's really like leveled up, and now she's here with another young prospect, and uh, also a big fight for her. I mean, it, it, it's really a massive fight for them. Like, it, on paper, it might not seem like it, but there's a lot really on the line here for these gals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I'm also I'm, I'm admittedly biased in this fight because Miranda Maverick. I've literally covered her entire rise. I mean, I was there for like her her first loss against brogan walker and you know her coming back her entire history since then has just been awesome to see getting into the ufc because um just i personally never expected it to happen this soon i mean i always knew that she was talented but like after the pro gonzalez win i'm like damn that's that's it man like she she's moving on and she knocked the shit out of leona Dejua, beat up jillian robertson man and this fight seems like it's hers for the taking, man. I feel like they're trying to transfer some of that hype that they had to Macy Barber, honestly, over to Miranda Maverick. I feel like that's why this fight was made. Um, but, I mean, it is what it is. As far as the rest of the fight card, though, man, what are some of the other fights you want to go and highlight besides that one? Uh, going to the – still on the – well, I guess – no, actually, no. On the prelims, Mickey Gall, Jordan Williams. Mickey Gall is back, Josh, uh, after the Mike Perry loss. <laughs> Uh, back you know back at welterweight just so earlier, but Jordan Williams I had mentioned him before on the podcast came off the contender series diabetic guy, obviously has to put in a lot of work because of that, and uh, managed a lot of stuff leading into the week. He's fighting at welterweight now, not middleweight, which one is a good thing for him I think. Obviously it's hard for him to be able to like weight cut and control those things, and and obviously getting to a fight week is very hard for him. He has to put in a lot of extra work, mm-hmm. and he's fighting a, a guy Mickey Gall, which. 
I mean, that's a hard fight. But if you can get through Mickey, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I'll give him that. Obviously, Mickey's great jujitsu. Jordan's he's a gamer man. He comes out here, he'll he'll put it out there, and hopefully, he's able to avoid those submissions. Maybe stop. Uh, yeah, some takedowns and for Mickey obviously maybe come out here and get a win and get a submission against Jordan Williams mm-hmm. yeah man and also look I mean that's a fight that I'm really high on and Mickey Gall has always been one of those guys like I got a soft spot for um, I mean he he's a tough guy but at the same time it's like I wonder how like what like where what is what is his goal at this point in his career like well, I don't want to like I never felt like he evolved as a fighter Either, he never you know? did because he came into the UFC green as fuck. Like we all knew that, but like he started off four and zero, and like yeah, two of those names are like CM Punk and Mike Jackson, and like shout out. I love Mike. I love Mike. I'm not taking a shot at him. Like, but no, he's, he's not. He's yeah. not an MMA fighter by trade. He's mm-hmm. he's like more into boxing, and uh, he's obviously a, a fucking Media. journalist on the side. He's got he's got a lot of different hats, you know. Um, and CM Punk is not an MMA fighter like he's he's I mean he he is technically but like he he's not he should have not been in the UFC that is blue belt bro um but then he beat Sage and I'm like you know Sage for all of his faults really talented dude like a very very talented guy had big knockout power um and they're both kind of very similar at that point in their career whenever they were like it's funny because they're both very very similar in the way they never really evolved um but like I don't know, man. Like after that win, it's just it's all he's been very, very inactive. And whenever he has been active, you know, he'll, he lost to Randy Brown, beat George Sullivan, which is a good win. And then he got dominated by Diego and he got dominated by Mike. I mean, it was just I don't know, man. It's just weird. He, he's never really evolved. I feel like his biggest issue has honestly been like his gas, honestly. Like I thought like in the Mike Perry fight, he looked as good as he's ever looked like in first round. I remember he was busted up Perry with the jab, man. Like he. He looks pretty damn good. I thought he was honestly maybe even going to get a finish because like Mickey Gall has really, really heavy. He has heavy power. He just doesn't really strike I mean, that maybe, much. Maybe he can turn it around, but it's it's going to be hard, man, because like you said, lack of inactivity and or lack he's of activity. 30. Yeah, and he's, and he's 30 and he came in, what, real young. We remember we were talking about that way back. What was he, 20? 24. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, 24. Uh, probably about to turn 25 at the time. And now we're here years later, and uh, he's six and three. You know what? What happened? You know, like you were saying after that Sage fight, it seemed like he, it was going to be a natural progression of, of growth. You know, he was going to get get into another fight, maybe get a submit. You know, and and like I said, nothing ever came of it, and I don't know if anything ever will now, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It is what it is. I, I I'm looking forward to the fight. I think that's going to be a very fun fight, but. Could be potentially his last in the UFC, but we'll see what happens. Um, as far as the rest of the card, man, Julio Arce, Andre Ewell should be a lot of fun. Sajara Eubanks made, making her return down to women's flyweight. Um, and in ultimate reality, Sajara Eubanks, former UFC champion. Um, <laughs> she just made weight that one fight uh, wow. against, you know, would have been tough. But regardless, uh, Hannah Goldie, Angel's favorite fighter, is de- uh, taking on Deanna Belbita on the the opening fight of the card. Definitely got to be there bright and early for that one. It's going to be up bright and early for that one. Yes. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> um, Ian Heinish is back. Big fan of that guy. Um, his story his is, is obviously... He's, his story is obviously great. And tough, tough, uh, tough last four fights, man. But I think it's kind of... 
I don't know, I think this is a really, I think it's a good fight for him to come back to. Brendan Allen gonna be fighting as well. Randy Costa versus Adrian Yanez. Almost definitely gonna be fight of the night, but then Darren Elkins, Derek Menner. That's yep. it's gonna be give him a tough run for his money. Hey, Macy Barber and Miranda Maverick can put on a show for us too, though. You never know, dude. Like I said, that's true. They are both more of the the more entertaining side of women's MMA. Yes, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, I um, think that yeah, you put that out there pretty good. Yeah, of course, man. And then as far as that goes, man, we still got some more. We got some more UFC talk about. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we talked about the Ultimate Fighter. And by a couple, I mean it's been like legitimately seven weeks, which is pretty we, fucking crazy. Because we talked about week one. That's, we talked about week one. So it's pretty damn crazy. It's more like six weeks, but regardless, man. Checking in at near the end of the season. What are your thoughts, man? I mean, we, we've. Can we talk about the last episode real quick, Josh? I just want to lay it out there. Let's talk. Lead us in. Lead us in. Okay, so I think, by the way, I missed the initial part of the episode where, you know, they were figuring out that uh, Homeboy had an injury. I can't think of his yeah. name off the top of my head right now. Yeah. What was it? Uh, I, I can't remember the kid's name. But, yeah, had had an injury. Guy's like a big prospect, like a big local kid out there in, in, in uh, Vegas. And they bring in Michael Gilmore. Josh, you know how you watch a TV show or a movie and they bring in a character that you know they're going to kill off? like you know they're gonna kill them off yeah like it's very you know no disrespect to michael gilmore but that was michael gilmore that night against gilbert Urbina. <laughs> yeah man and it wasn't even it wasn't even close oh no it was and I, you know for a moment for a moment i thought they had me and i was like oh shit michael gilmore you know i i you, you, I, look, you got into the hype you're like my, man michael gilmore he might come out of here and do something bro yeah, he might come out here and that would have been awesome like what a fucking story right <laughs> What a fucking story that would have been. But they really like dropped the ball by not bringing in someone who could have given Gilbert a good fight, made Gilbert look good, or they could have brought someone in who could have made an upset. You know, I, I was a, I was a little disappointed on the UFC's end by that because clearly Michael Gilmore was not going to be Gilbert Irving. No, and it wasn't even close. And now we're all tied up, bro. Yes. I mean, both teams. I mean, t- we're tied up at four four. By the way, all their guys are still in, Josh. Oh, I know, dude. Isn't You're that crazy? In. But after obviously after this week we'll know if they're gone or after you know after this obviously logically yeah. we know. Well, I don't remember who I picked. Did I pick? I think I picked uh, Treshawn Gore maybe. You picked Vince Murdoch and Treshawn and Gore. Gore. Yeah. I picked Andre and Ricky. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. theoretically, I think our guys can match up against each other. Like theoretically, it could be a Treshawn Andre finale and a Ricky Vince Murdoch finale. Yeah. Which would be sick if that was Josh, because dude, uh, us talking at the end of the season, being like, Josh, man, we call our these are our guys. We gotta talk our shit now, you know? Yeah. Look, bro, I'm not I'm not backing off my picks. I was a little bit I kind of picked Vince Murdoch as like kind of more like an upset pick, because like he was he was picked like seventh. He was picked one of the last few picks, mm-hmm. um, and then he went out there. Dude, got a knockout round number one. Looked great. I was a little uh, sad for my boy Dustin Lampers that I really did like him. Yeah, man, I like the kid too, but like I was, I like a lot of these guys though. I liked a lot there, of. It's one of the rare season. seasons, but like I don't feel like there's any overarching asshole. You know what I mean? No, I mean if you really want to argue, maybe Mitch, just because he's young and kind of a loudmouth. Yeah, but I mean he's not that bad. Like, like and, you, and I still like him because he's, he's good. Bad. He's yeah. real good. He's a real good fighter. Uh, so I guess you know, do you want to go through each matchup a little bit, talk about him a little bit, what we think, and then come back when the semifinals are done and talk about it again? Yeah, sure, man. Yeah. Uh, I have it. By the way, I have the bracket pulled up. Uh, mm-hmm. do you want to start with next week? Because I guess so. Uh, is I think it's gonna be Ludwig Ricky. 
Ludwig Ricky, that's going to be a tough one, I feel like, for Ricky. Yes, Ludwig, obviously the wrestling. Obviously, early on, though, he did struggle. Ricky does come out strong, which we saw in his first fight uh, against Daniel. Young kid, uh, not to be surprised. Yeah, no, yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, very explosive, very awkward, not very conventional, but he has good jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. So against Ludwig's uh, Olympic-level wrestling, I'm sure he'll be... Uh, Will make it interesting, and obviously he creates a lot of interesting angles with kicks, knees, punches. Like he's very awkward, so I'm sure in the stand-up Ludwig will have like a lot of trouble. So he'll have to find a uh, a quick uh, quick takedown early on. Because with Mitch, Mitch didn't have the same kind of length and leg kicks that Ricky does, because Ricky's a lot longer. So I'm sure that'll make that kind of a hard fight for Ludwig. Obviously, I'm gonna stick with my boy. Uh, I don't know if you want to go through and predict these or if you just want to go talk about them. Let's go through them, dude. I'm going to go ahead and I'm I'm also going to take Ricky just for the pure fact that, like, first of all, these picks don't count. Obviously, we keep track of, like, or I This is for fun. These are just for fun. We should figure out, like, something to, like, do, like, for our actual picks, like, something, like, something fun, like, to actually have a stakes, like, on the line. We did it last time where the person for the lightweight draft went first, which I thought was kind of, like, a fair thing to do. Yeah. Granted, we could use that for a lot of things throughout the year. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't want to give a tease, but, like, maybe maybe there could be something involving that. Some heavyweight boys coming up soon. I don't know. We got to find, like, a belt or something. We'll, We'll get on it. Like, something we can hold. Yeah, or like something like maybe not even like we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, I'm gonna take Ricky though, just for the fear fact. I do want to see our boys match up, so I'm gonna go and take Ricky, bro. I think honestly, I think Ludwig. Like I, I don't want to jinx it, right? But Ludwig would be a sleeper though. He, I think he might. I think he's I a think, sleeper. I really think out of the whole season, I, he's the most slept on guy. Who's I think Mitch. Mitch is a super talented kid, picked number one for a reason, and Ludwig went went right through him. Like obviously he had it was a tough round one, but like down the stretch. Oh, yeah. um, I'll control so, on the ground. Yeah, so dude, I I don't know, man. I, I think Ludwig he could pull it out, but I for the pure for the pure fact that I want to see it happen, I am gonna take Ricky. Okay, well let's let's keep saying with the Bantam weights. So the second matchup, Vince Murdoch versus Brady. Uh well, we saw we saw him fight Josh last week. Mm-hmm. Split decision, obviously. Close fight. Close fight, great fight. Uh, mm-hmm. for some reason, I really want to see Josh come out of that one, man. I, I, it was, uh, he, he grew on me in that, in that, le- in that episode. We didn't see a lot of him leading up into the, to that episode, I think in general in the season. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, who do you got Josh Vince or Brady? I'll, I'll let you kind of take the lead on this one since I took the lead on the last one. Dude, I got a Vince Murdoch is my boy. I picked him to I, win. Yeah. I guess you're going to stay with your guys. So I can't really, I got, you. I mean, I got to stay with my guys, but even more if I'm not staying with my guys, Coming off of a war like that against Josh, I think it's going to be tough, man. And Vince has got power. He was the most experienced guy going in. Like, a lot of people didn't really, you know, well, yeah. But, like, a lot of people didn't really buy a whole lot of stock of him going in, considering, like, most people only know him from, like, losing in Bellator and so on and so forth. But dude's got a lot of power. He's one of the most experienced guys. I got to go with Vince, man. Especially coming off of a war like that against Josh, I'm going to take Vince. Uh-huh. Even no, more I'm, than the fact that he's just my guy. Like, <laughs> true. I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna stay on the same page, man, because I want to see our guys face off. You know, and I think Brady's still really young, really inexperienced. Obviously, Vince is, like you said, all the war, all of these factors. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Yeah, man. And then we can go ahead and move up to the middleweights. These ones, I mean, first of all, we'll, we'll say, start with. I'd Andre. say the middleweights have been the least impressive this season in comparison to the bantamweights, just fight wise, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, I, I'd, I'd feel inclined to agree. Um, and I also feel like 
both these fights have potential to be a lot of fun, but at the same time, I'm way more interested in Bates. Wait, but we still have to talk about them nonetheless. Andre and Brian. First yeah. one up. I mean, thoughts? I don't know. Brian Battle, you know, he was one of the guys who was, he was picked last, right? If I remember near the end, right? They were the yeah. last two. He was one of the last two picks. Uh, I mean, he has length. He has a lot of stuff, but he doesn't particularly impress me with anything. Obviously, Andre, decent bit of experience, has that wrestling has very clean, tight striking, very patient. I think you should be able to beat Brian Battle. I think you should actually be able to finish Brian. So I might call it Brian Battle finish. Or not Brian Battle, Andre finish. I'm on the same page, man. I'm going to take Andre via finish. I was very, very impressed with him in his first fight against Aaron. Granted, um, though, th- he should have finished Aaron first round from what we learned in that first episode. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, he did exactly what he needed to do. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it's almost – it's even harder sometimes to actually go in there and do what you're expecting when it's like – an, an opponent that's overmatched you know what i mean it's hard to sometimes replicate that just because like everybody's expecting you to do it did it nonetheless and went right through him and brian i like the guy but i he, he's the last pick for a reason i'm gonna go and take andre um andre just looks very he looks very crisp man and all the stuff that he does like striking wise ground wise it's all tight um, obviously his wrestling is phenomenal like, we knew that going in but like he looks tight on the feet his jiu-jitsu looks good i'm gonna go and take andre to move on to the finals so Next one up, though, is, is – I feel like the next one is harder to predict. Yes, for a number of reasons. I think it's because it's like the traditional style, you know, ground versus striking, right, or jiu-jitsu versus striker, however you want to put it. Uh, obviously, Treshawn, very inexperienced, good power, uh, very motivated, hard worker. Gilbert, obviously, third generation, on tough, great jiu-jitsu. We know that. It's just kind of. I think this is a pick one because you don't know what's gonna happen. You know, uh, you know. Uh, like I said, Josh, I kind of want to see our boys kind of face off with each other. I'm gonna pick Treshawn here. I think he, maybe he he can stick with it, work really hard, find himself in the finals with Andre, and give us a banger of a fight. Yeah, man. And look, I mean, Gilbert, I'm really high on them. I'm really high on that kid. But I'm gonna take Treshawn too, bro. I can't go against my boy. I picked him to win the whole fucking thing. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to stay with him. Staying with him. Staying along for the ride. I'm going to pick Treshawn. So, yeah, we we pretty much have our boys against each other in the finals. We see how it is here and what's going to be uh, four It's crazy how it's actually like a reasonable possibility, too. Like, yeah, dude, just us, Josh, like, we, we know our shit, bro. We know our shit. <laughs> we're, we're here for a reason. We are the 58th ranked MMA podcast on Apple for a reason, motherfuckers. And, like, and, just, and rising. And rising. <laughs> and rising. We're... <laughs> Only moving up in the world. <laughs> yeah, just to give you an idea right now, since I can see it, uh, where is it at? Treshawn Gore was picked fourth. Uh, Brian Battle was picked eighth. Uh, just to give you an idea where these guys are at, you know, early on in the season. Where is he at? Treshawn Gore was also picked fourth with Gilbert. Uh, and then where is it at? And Andre was picked second. Neither of the first rounders made it made it into the second round. Mitch and Daniel. So mm-hmm. there is that. And obviously uh, Vince was picked seventh and Ricky was picked fifth. So none of the first rounders stayed in it. One of the last picks is still in it. None of the second rounders are in it. Either. Actually, no, the second rounder is in there. None of the third round. Oh, no, 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 third. no, Ludwig's in there. I forgot about Ludwig. So, yeah. Mm. So, you know, we got a decent spread of guys who are in there, but none of the first first round picks are in there anymore. So that's that's kind of crazy. Very interesting, man. Very interesting. But as far as tough goes, man, anything else before you want to go ahead and move on 
Nothing in particular, man. It's just like it, it, it those those last couple fights, man, were real good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, for me, for my money, the Bantam Whites have been the best this season. I really do hope the middleweights come out and show out this next time because it, it just it, it it's only it's this is the point where you you really have to let it out, man, and really finish these guys because you know you. I mean, obviously the season's done for the people who don't know this, but we <laughs> hope that uh, <laughs> we hope that uh, obviously they you know they come out and perform. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. And look, we still got more combat sports, guys. This is, this is a combat heavy week. Very, very combat heavy. Doesn't um, it's heavy, you know. Um, moving on, <laughs> BKFC 19. Um, BKFC, we've not talked about them in a fat minute, my guy. Um, but they have like a card that you almost can't turn away from. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm a comedian. Uh, anyways, uh, so this one's very interesting for a multitude of reasons. Um, Fight-wise, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, whenever, whenever you're watching bare knuckle fighting, you kind of, you kind of know what's what you're getting into. It's not the highest skill level. Um, a lot of these guys are older dudes, past their prime. I mean, look, look at the champs. Like H- Hector Lombard is the cruiserweight champ. Luis Palomino lightweight tiago alves middleweight like so on and so forth Dan joey Wayne. beltran joey yeah. beltran is their heavyweight champion joey um, beltran. yeah dude what's it called like i said dan win who's like what 30 almost 40 he used to be a pro boxer like actually a pretty good pro boxer too yeah is it dan i forget i forget his first name i know his last name is win can't think of it right now yeah me but, either. That, but yeah he's another one of their champs that is my name who you're right i just wanted to you know Make your point about them being on the older end. Yeah, um, but as far as it goes, man, uh, yeah, it's 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 you kind of know what you're getting into with this sort of thing. But at the same time, man, it's, it's just it's so weird, right? It's 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 such a weird thing, and it's very very interesting to me. So BKSC 19 going down, and they've you know all let's let's be honest, the real big buzz in boxing lately has been celebrity fights, you know, like crossover fight stuff like that so we're getting that and then we're also getting i mean in in the words of the main event you come for the fight what is it you you, you like i remember what she said some of the lines are like you come for the boobs you stay for the fights Paige Van Zandt, Ray, rachel ostovich neither one of these women are very good at fighting like it's just, just not not very good at all um well at the highest level at the highest level i mean Paige van zandt obviously she we fought in the UFC for a couple of years there, and she was at one time. She at one time she was pretty good actually. Before all the injuries started piling up, she was like top top ten material. Um, notably after knocking out Beck Rollins, but yeah, she had some injuries. She ended up being released. Uh, she lost three of her last four fights. The one win over, was over Rachel Ostovich. Rachel Ostovich was never even in that sort of top 10. She was never even ranked in the UFC. Um, she currently has a record of four and six as an MMA fighter, but she's known for her looks, honestly. So, um, And so now BKFC is taking on this interesting spin where they're having a couple of influencer fights, and then they're having Paige Van Zandt, Rachel Ostovich. They're really just honestly using their sex appeal to sell this entire card. Uh, I honestly, I've never, I've been covering MMA for like the last, couple of years now i've never seen any promoter attempt anything like this just because it's so weird but they're um, doing it. i mean what are you what are your thoughts first of all on the promotion and then what are your thoughts with the fight itself 
I mean, I think it's a pretty smart move. Not going to lie to you. I, like I said, I feel like the real sleeper thing is the fact that they're having, like, uh, actual rapper and Blueface fighting. Kind of the fact that, like, you know how the rapper world is. These guys all know kind of each other. They they, they kind of, uh, especially in the rap world where there's beef and stuff like that. You know, Blueface could bring in a couple names that maybe BKFC wouldn't get any other way if they didn't have him on the card fighting and being like, hey, I'm out here, you know, and, like, you know, if these guys are really about it, you know, because, you know, these people are, you know, on, on the street and street life and street culture. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, standing up for yourself and fighting, you know, can be one of those things. Uh, and him being on this card could be uh, like it's, I feel like it's not being highlighted as much as what it could potentially be and what it could bring to BKFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I mean, I, the blue face thing has really gone under the radar. Honestly, it has a lot. Um but they are doing those couple of influence fights. He's fighting a TikTok kid whose, whose name I can't remember. I don't uh, know any of these TikTok guys on this card, by the way. No, no, no offense. Me neither. I don't know them at all. But in, I know we, they, we they, sound like fucking boomers here, dude. We don't know who they are. I, I mean, we knew we knew the YouTube guys though. We knew the YouTubers TikTokers card. We knew we knew like a lot of people on there. I don't know who any of these people are. Like it's just, just yeah, yeah, um, no, no idea. But they got they got Keemstar commentating. Like they even have Fuzzy there too. Yeah, I think I'm food. This is such a weird event, bro. It is very, very strange. It is very, very strange. And I feel like there's they're trying to like capture like a lot of like the younger audience, which is just it's so strange, man. The fact that BKFC is even still like a real thing is still surreal to me. It just lets people go in there and fight with no gloves. Like it's just it's still weird. I mean, hey, it was gonna happen eventually. You know, they do it in Russia all the time. That's true. Well, I mean, in and Russia, it's not it's- sanctioned. They just do it. <laughs> in russia they have the, the the k i think it was m1 that had it where like there's like night fighting what the fuck you never heard about this i i, I know how it looks because i've seen it but i didn't know that m1 did this especially because m1's like like a legit thing you know yeah man but this is probably bkfc's biggest card of the year um oh come on josh you don't think hector lombard's gonna pull more numbers for that <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's either that or, or Paige's first card. I mean, they did a very, very smart move by them by by signing Paige. I feel like it's a good fit, honestly. Like, I never really thought it at the time, like, but like, even I mean, Paige is not very very good at bare knuckle fighting, but very few people are. Like, um, even the, even people that win, it's like it's just it's tough, dude. Like, it's really really tough. But you come uh, out looking like shit. Exactly, they come out looking like shit. Um. But yeah, man. I mean, as far as it goes, that's pretty much all I got for this. That's all I got. I just, I just thought it was such an interest. It's an interesting topic that I wanted to bring up just because it's so weird the sort of promotion that BKSC is doing for this whole thing. And they but, come out looking like barbed wire, like they got, like they went through barbed wire, dude. Facts. Coming out looking like fucking Mick Foley, like in the fucking early 2000s WWE. Oh, um, so as far as that goes, that's all I got for that. But will you guys some more boxing? talk about before we get into that i'll talk to you guys about monkey knife fight monkey knife fight is a daily fantasy sports gaming website for the casual sports fan that is simple fun and easy to play you should determine which superstars competing in the day's professional sporting events record more or less than the contest line provided monkey knife fights daily fantasy prop games play silhouetted salary cap daily fantasy sports games without the algorithms lines most importantly shards there are several contests to choose from none of which require hours of research required on competing sites start with a simple two for two over the highest payouts up to 100 times and higher by selecting an 8 for 8 more or less contest. Get started now with a 100% instant match bonus up to $50 with promo code COURTSIDE. 
obviously we can use it for the UFCs, we can use it for baseball, use it for hockey, use it for anything, ladies and gentlemen. Code Hortside. Angel, last segment of the show, man. We're going to do some quick hitters. Uh, rank these fights one to ten. Just give me your interest level. Oh, ten. Uh, God. Oh, wait, just like a uh, uh, like give a rating one through ten. Yeah, one through ten. Because you said a rank, I'm like. Just about to tell me ten fights. God damn. No, I meant like, I meant like I, I fucked up. I meant like give, like God, rank a fucking more. idiot. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Where are you at? <laughs> um, but we can go ahead and start off with the one that's not official, not yet anyway. Um, but who knows? It's looking like it may happen. Is it like and, is it hype quality? Can you like I, I just wanna... you, like we'll go how much you're looking forward to it? Okay. All right, we'll go ahead and start off first. Anderson the Spider Silva. Coming off of his win over Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. last month, um, may soon be in the ring once again. His opponents, the one and only Maverick, Logan Paul, who is coming off of his no contest against Floyd Mayweather. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's no contest, no result. I'm not sure what the technical thing is in the commission, but whatever. Um, look, man, this one came out of nowhere. But apparently it's been confirmed that both sides have interest and it may be happening. Uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, seven and a half, because you asked for my rating. <laughs> seven and a half. That's that's higher than I thought it was going to be, man. What what exactly intrigues you about it? Because to me, this one really— it's Anderson, dude. That's literally what it is and just how, how fun he looked in his last fight and how much he enjoyed it and the fact that he, he didn't get beat on. And this is obviously a winnable fight for him. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Fair enough, man. I mean, that's a bit higher than I would have expected, but at the same time, um, yeah, I I could see your point. Uh, personally, I'm more to more to about a about a seven, probably honestly, uh, just because like this is gonna be hey, an we're easy really day close day. to each other, man. Point five seven, the fuck's yeah. the difference, man? Yeah, Come I on. mean, this. Oh no, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm just like I'm surprised that like you kind of are still interested in it. Um, yeah. Personally, man, like I'm at, I'm at a seven, maybe six and a half, just because like. This is, this is a very easy payday for Anderson, and I said it on Twitter. I'm like, this man has not been relevant in MMA like in a competitive sense because like, obviously he's been around in the game. He's been a draw, but he's not been relevant in a competitive sense in almost a decade. He just got cut from the UFC. He got cut from the UFC, man, and don't I'm sure you probably forgot this because I did too. You can go back and look at UFC cut him. Bellator won. BKFC all put out press releases stating – they didn't want to sign Anderson Silva. Like they all said it outward that they had no interest, which it's a good thing. Holy huh. shit. Like the disrespect to a legend. So he moves over to boxing. He pulled off this massive upset. And now here he is at the age of 46. He might get a massive multi-dollar, like multi-million dollar payday. And for what is honestly pretty easy work. Like if it's, if it's Chavez, huh? Do your thing champ. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, if it's, if it's Chavez, it's much really to shit on Chavez. I mean, in a real fight, like twelve rounds, Chavez probably shits on Logan. Like, and like, yes. we just saw we just saw Anderson tool him up. So, I mean, that's gonna be an easy payday. I can't believe Logan was the favorite when the betting line was announced. Um, that was he went the distance with Floyd, bro. He went the distance. I mean, he got his ass kicked for about six out of eight of those rounds, but still, he did go the different. He did go the distance. Um, yeah, man. As far as it goes, I'm probably around a six and a half or seven. Next one up. Oscar De La Hoya, Vitor Belfort. This one was confirmed, but now we have a date, a location, and more news, man. Uh, Triller Fight Club, obviously putting this one on. Triller Fight, I think it's Triller Legends or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the tagline. It said it's the most anticipated fight of the decade. Um, 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, Oscar De La Hoya obviously making his return for the first time in 13 years. He's going to be a 180-pound uh, catch weight. Um, it was supposed to be an exhibition. Now, yes. Angel, this one's going on the records. I know. This one. This one's for real, my man. Uh, Vitor is 1-0 in pro boxing with a knockout win back in 2006. Um, it's going to be happening September 11th in L.A. What are your thoughts about the fight, man? It's rating. I give it like a seven. Fight? Uh, it's interesting. It's another one of those like weird freak show kind of matchups, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it simple. Yeah, that's that's probably the way I put it. Fair enough, man. I'm I'm actually – I'm reasonably at like – look – this is this is this is fast food for me. This is like I I know I'm gonna hate myself for watching it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm I'm firmly at a seven and a half on this one, my man. I'm I'm firmly invested in this storyline. Oscar is complete, complete and utter just delusional. Like like he's like he is. I feel like Oscar legit. I feel bad for him sometimes, man, because like he's obviously had a bunch of addiction addiction issues. And like I'm not sure. Did you did you watch him on like Mike Tyson's podcast? No. Yeah, he opened up a lot, man, about like how miserable he was in retirement, and like I'm I'm happy that he's training mm-hmm. again. Sounds like a lot of fighters. Yeah, and it's like it's one thing, but like look, fight Vitor, fight an other older dude, fight Chavez Jr. After this, don't Wait, how talk about Canelo, bro. <laughs> like, don't oh. talk about Canelo. Don't talk about Triple G. Don't talk Wait, about Floyd. How old is Vitor right now? Vitor is 43. How old is Oscar's 47? I mean. That could be worse. It could be a lot worse. I mean, it's not Mike and Roy were 54 and 51, I think. Hey, they put on a show, though. They did, though, and I think it's probably similar. It's going to be – I think it's, I like the fact that it's a real fight that's going to go down on the records, but it's still two rounds. It's two two-minute rounds. How many rounds? Eight, eight rounds, two eight minutes rounds. for each wow. round. Because that's, that's the same thing that I think Mike and Roy was, and that was a lot of fun. Because, like, it didn't – like, it gave them enough rounds to, like, give you something. But also, because there's only two-minute rounds, like, they, you know, they could they were able to, like, expend more, like, without getting super winded by, like, round five or whatever. Um, So, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm into it. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. I'm a lot more interested than a lot of other people are. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Lastly, Canelo, man, making his return. Caleb Plant sent for September 18th. What are your thoughts? Eight and a half rating. Uh, it's, you know, obviously if he wins that fight, he unifies the titles and, you know, he's fucking king of the division, man. Obviously, I want to see that fight happen. And, hey, man, if Caleb Plant is good, you know, and Caleb Plant comes out and wins, obviously that's a big fucking deal. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of, and obviously anytime Canelo's fighting, that's a massive fight. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. I'm. There were rumors that apparently it was – it looked like this fight was not going to get made. Apparently, it's yep. about to be finalized. Apparently, it was looking like they were actually not even going to do Triple G, the trilogy, which I would have been – I mean, I, I mean that wouldn't probably – I don't think that would be that competitive at this point in time. I would have given that one probably around a nine, nine and a half just because I'm so invested in those two dudes, just like both of them ind- individually. I am going to give this probably an eight, though. I'm, I'm a big fan of Canelo. Obviously, he's so, literally everybody is. He's pound for pound number one in the world future go contender um and caleb plant i don't think he's gonna have much form but obviously he's gonna try and unify the belts caleb's still good enough for me to be interested man so i'm gonna give it an eight solid eight mm-hmm. but as far as that goes man that's that's all that's all the fights we got um as far as um that goes is there anything else you want to go ahead and talk about before we close out no 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 nothing specifically man i think we, we got everything pretty well there's a lot to talk about and you know next week's gonna be a little rough but we'll get through it 
for sure, man, for sure. Next week's card, it's rough, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, we hope you guys like this week. We appreciate all the support. Our YouTube's been blowing the fuck up, so I just got to go ahead and say thank Shout you everybody out. who's subscribed on YouTube. We're, we hit 750 subscribers. Um, we're, I believe we also hit 30,000 views on there as well. Um, so that's that's been phenomenal. We've appreciated all the supports. Um, and as always, I'm at Josh Shivanoff. He's at Angel Ortega underscore O one at Gord Science Sound One on Twitter for all things about the show. That's all we got. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.